All right, what's up, guys? My name is Adam, and I am your host for Do Big Things. I am the founder of a company called Big Things Crewing, where we help you with your ultramarathon goals. We can get you to the finish line. If you sign up for a race in Colorado and don't know anybody out here, don't have any pacers or crew for a 100 or 200-mile race, Give us a shout. We'll help you out. We can get you to the finish line. We've got the, the bodies to help you. We've got the knowledge. We've got the four-wheel drive pickup trucks. Uh, we've been to all the races. We know all the ins and outs. So um, we can get you there. We've got a lot of experience in the ultramarathon world. Uh, I've been running ultras for 10 or 11 years now. And, uh, you know, it's just a feather in our cap. Um, it's, it's pretty easy for us to take a look at somebody running when they're 60 miles into a hundred mile race and talk to them for a minute and just kind of figure out what they need and, and, uh, what it's going to take to get, to, to get them to the finish. So, um, we've got the experience and we want to pass that knowledge on and help you guys out. So if you guys need help with your ultra, um, ultra marathon ambitions, give us a shout. We would love to be a part of it. We also offer coaching and training plans. So if you need help just to get to the start line of that ultra marathon, give us a shout. Uh, sounds like there's going to be a lot of races in the fall. And there's still a few races this summer. And people are training and people are getting ready. So let us know how we can help. We'd love to help you guys. We at Big Things Crewing have a big summer planned with uh, the races that, that are going to be around and people, people with their big goals and ambitions. And, um, you know, we, we got people that uh, are chasing down some dreams that have been dreams for a long time. And we're going to do our best to get out in the mountains and, and help them as best as we can. And, you know, honestly, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. It's going to be a great summer. Uh, it, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. So if we can help you guys, um, let us know. You can hit us up. We're online all over the place, all the social medias, and our website is big-things-crewing.com. Send us a message. All right, so... Um, this is going to be a short one for you guys today. I just wanted to check in with you guys and see what's up, see how you're doing. Uh, let me know. Let me know what you guys are up to. You guys out doing big things of your own? We want to hear about it. I want to hear about your, your goals, your ambitions, your hopes, your dreams. I want to hear about the big things you've done in the past because, you know, I mean, honestly, it inspires the shit out of me. I mean... That's the stuff I've always loved, is, is hearing these stories about people getting after it. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends in the military, and, you know, I, I always pull them aside and, and ask them, like, tell, tell me some stories, man. Tell me the stories of the real badasses. Tell me the stories about the monsters that just, you just couldn't hardly believe. You know, like, I, I just love hearing that stuff. And so if you guys have any stories, I mean, you know, if, if you lost a bunch of weight or, you know, you started running or, you know, um, 
you've uh, had some some problems in your past that you overcame. Man, I love hearing all those stories. I've got a bunch of them myself, but hearing that stuff just inspires me and lights a fire under me and gets me up and moving. So uh, would love to hear from you guys. I don't want this to be about me by any means. Um, I'm trying to to build a little community of do big thingers. And we want you to be a part of it. So um, give me a shout. I want to hear your stories. Maybe we'll put you on the podcast. I'd love to chat with you. Um, or just inspire me. Get me fired up. I live on that stuff. I live for inspiration. And, you know, I need inspiration. I think we all do. Um, you know, inspiration only gets you so far. But, um, you know, we all have our own stories. And everyone's stories are, are unique and different. And yeah, man, that's what gets me fired up. That's what turns me on. So let me know. Love to hear from you guys. Um, just uh, letting you guys know what's up with me, I guess. Um, I am, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm training, training my mind and my body every single day. Uh, I'm getting after those runs early in the morning during the week and getting out and running longer on the weekends, getting in some good bike rides up in the mountains, um, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, all that strength training. I'm I'm trying to hit it all. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not training for the Olympics or anything anymore. I mean, you know, anymore. I, I never trained for the Olympics, but I've trained for some, some big things that seemed pretty impossible when I signed up for them. And I trained just about as hard as I could, you know, back in the day. And, uh, these days, thankfully I'm not training quite as hard, but I'm, I'm, on the other hand, I'm not really slowing down either. Uh, even when there's nothing on the calendar to train for, I'm still, still hitting it hard every day, breaking a sweat a couple times a day and trying to stay fit. So doing my best to stay healthy amid all this coronavirus, COVID stuff going on. I hope you guys are too. I'm pretty lucky, pretty blessed to be living where I do. I live in Boulder, Colorado, and there's not a whole lot of uh, cases, positive cases popping up right now in the Boulder, Denver metro area. I mean, it's around. You have to be careful. You know, I've been saying it all along. I think the media is blowing this way out of proportion. But, you know, I don't live in New York City either. Uh, if I was living in an apartment building, breathing all that recycled air with hundreds of other people, you know, I might be whistling a different tune right now. So um, I really have to be thankful every single day for for my health and for where I live and just for being able to get out and run in the mountains every day. I mean, I'm a lucky dude, you know. Um, I'm from Wisconsin originally, and, um, you know, I loved running in Wisconsin. That's where I fell in love with running. But uh, when I moved out here, I just went to a new level. I live in Boulder, Colorado now, and I love... <laughs> yeah, I'm just lucky. I'm just lucky to live where I do, you know. I am a half a mile away from the trailheads, to get out into the boulder peaks 
You know, we've got five mountains right in our backyard and, you know, just hundreds of them behind that. So, yeah, I'm blessed and uh, trying to take advantage of it every day for those who can't. You know, not everybody, not everybody's just lucky. Not everybody can, can get out and run in the mountains. Uh, speaking of Boulder, um, you know, we have a... Uh, a bunch of transient people that live in Boulder too, a um, bunch of homeless people, and I have mixed thoughts on, on that, you know, a lot of them are, are people that are battling some sort of mental health issues, you know, which holds a special place in my heart, I mean, in a lot of ways I can relate to that too, I've had my own mental health issues throughout my life. And again, uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be where I'm at at this point in my life. It's taken a lot of work. I've seen some real dark days, but, um, you know, some of these guys are just living on the streets, can't get jobs, flying signs every day. And, uh, you know, some of them by choice and, and some, some of them not by choice. And it ain't easy, I'm sure. And there was this one guy in particular, um, his name was David, and uh, this guy was flying signs right out by my house uh, every single day, every day. When I came home, you know, no matter what time in the afternoon, that guy was standing on the corner of uh, uh, 28th and Baseline. Standing on that corner flying a sign, and he always had the same sign. And all it said was, love is the answer. And I thought, man, look at this guy. Like, I never saw him flying a sign that was asking for money. Um, you know, if you handed him a couple bucks, he would gladly accept it. But I saw this guy for a long time, like, you know, a couple of years, and got to know him over over a couple of years, you know. I, I'd, give him, I'd give him cash if I ever had it. And, um, you know, paydays, I'd always hit them up. Um, I always said happy Friday to him on Friday. It was interesting because uh, he, he'd always say, happy Friday, man, happy Friday, huh? Like, that meant something different to him because, you know, he wasn't working 9 to 5 every day, Monday through Friday like I was. So, so Fridays were happy for me, but for him it was just another day, just standing on a corner flying that sign that said love is the answer and he always wore the same hat he had this black leather hat and uh i don't know where he got it but he was always 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 wearing that same hat and always flying the same sign love is the answer love is the answer and i think about it man i mean i i don't know where that guy was sleeping i don't know how much money he was making um you know, uh, I, I did my best to help him out. And, you know, at one point uh, I asked him his name. He said his name is David. I told him my name. We had short little conversations here and there, but um, nothing too crazy, nothing too deep. But uh, the point of the story is I just found out that he passed away. And I don't know what the details were, but, you know, to me, he was like, sort of like 
the Seminole homeless guy of Boulder. Maybe he was he was just the guy that I saw more than anybody because uh, he was always on the corner close to my house flying that beautiful sign that said, Love is the Answer. And, you know, a lot of people are flying signs asking for money. They say they're just passing through or they need a place to sleep tonight. And, hey, man, I get it. I'll help you out if I can. But this guy's just wanted us to know that love is the answer. And, uh, I mean, I think about, I think about that sign a lot and I'm not sure what happened to David. I, I just know, uh, another guy that took his place on that corner had a new sign and he had a bunch of stuff written on it, but he also had love is the answer written on it. And, uh, I gave him a couple bucks the other day and he told me that David had passed away. And, you know, like I said, I didn't know the guy really well. It's not like my heart's broken or anything, but um, I have no idea how rough his life was. But I know that he believed that love was the answer, and he smiled at every single car that went by. I don't think he made nearly as much money as some of these other people that are standing on corners with signs. Um, maybe it was because of what his sign said. I don't know. I don't know much, but, you know... Uh, my hat's off to David. Like I said, I don't know what happened, but uh, I hope that he is resting in peace and moving on to uh, something better, you know, flying, flying a better sign up in the skies. And, uh, you know, speaking of homeless people, transient people, <laughs> I, we had a little situation yesterday right out in front of my house. Uh, I couldn't really believe it. It, it. it surprised me. It just shocked the shit out of me. I mean, um, I just happened to look outside and it looked like um, I, there was like half a body outside. And I say half a body because it was covered up by partly by this big bush, by this big hibiscus flower that we have in the front yard. And uh, I'm looking at this and the first first thought that came to my head is it's like some sort of a some sort of a fake body like a Halloween prop that somebody puts up on their porch or something and, and someone had thrown it in their front yard and it was just laying there but you know then I look at this and I'm just looking and I'm going that is a person either passed out or dead like so you know kind of panicked inside for a second and um, you know, was just dressed in a pair of shorts and t-shirt and no shoes and cruised outside to see what was going on and, uh, got up a little bit closer and, and I could tell this guy was breathing and he was kind of snoring and he was just stone cold passed out, like just drunk. And it looked like he had fallen into our, uh, hibiscus flowers and once he hit the ground, just decided to stay there for a while um, it didn't look like he had laid down for a nice comfy little nap. It looked like he had fallen and then just stayed there. And, uh, so yeah, it, it tripped me out, man. I mean, you know, I mean, the old me, I guess, would have reacted. I would have, uh, you know, given this guy, uh, you know, a 30% kick and, and told him, Hey man, you got to get out of my yard. Get out of here. And if he would have gave me any lip, I probably would have given him even more lip. And who knows what that could have escalated to. 
Like I've had, I've had times in my life where I was not only reactive, but just straight up angry, full of rage and just violent. And, uh, you know, the old me probably would have been pretty rough on this guy. And thankfully, I was able to take a breath and sort of de-escalate that situation and, and not react. Um, but then I, I thought, well, what do I do? You know, I mean, I guess I could call the cops. But, uh, you know, the cops are just going to come and harass this guy and probably put him in the in the drunk tank and give him more problems than I'm guessing he's already he's already got. So, um, you know, what can I do to to show this guy love or to show him compassion? I mean, maybe he's just hurting. I mean, I've been hurting. I've been drunk. I've been passed out. I mean, what, what if that was me or what if that's just another version of me? So, you know, I'm not going to lie. I took a little video of the guy as he was passed out. And, you know, had a had a little chuckle. I mean, I could tell the guy was breathing. It didn't look like he was dying or, or in, in really bad shape. It just looked like the guy was drunk and passed out. So, um, you know, a couple neighbors that were walking by ended up seeing it. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth. What should we do? Should we help him? And, you know, I just decided to wake this guy up and, and give him a bottle of water. And, uh... You know, the guy was wasted. Don't get me wrong. You know, he uh, um, <laughs> he was babbling on and on. When he got up, I noticed he had a, a big black eye. It was on the right side of his face. So right away, I'm thinking, like, you know, somebody left-handed must have just jacked this guy. And he was mumbling and slurring a lot, and I was having a hard time understanding anything he was saying. But... Uh, you know, the dude got up and he said something about getting beat up last night. He got jumped. And then he said he got jumped by Mike Tyson. He said, yeah, I got jumped by Mike Tyson last night. And he kept saying Mike Tyson's name over and over. And, you know, this guy was drunk and I, I don't know who beat him up. I don't know what happened, of course, but, you know, he looked like he'd had a pretty rough weekend. So, you know, I did my best to, to show him a little compassion you know, I wasn't going to invite him into the house for dinner or anything because I, I don't know what this guy's been into. But uh, I gave him a bottle of water and made sure he was safe and kept an eye on him as he stumbled down the street. Made sure our neighbors were safe. Uh, like I said, I mean, you, you don't know if, if he's violent or if he's peaceful or you, you, know, you just don't know. But, you know, I did my best. And, you know, this isn't about me. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. It was just, it was one of those things that just totally threw me off. I mean, I've never seen anyone passed out in, in our front yard uh, or, or any of my front yards of the past. Uh, that was definitely a new one for me. So, you know, um, just trying to uh, show compassion and just trying to do my best. You know, like I said, the old me would have reacted a whole lot differently and, um, you know, what can we do to help each other, man? There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, not only do we have this this virus going on around the whole entire world, we've got, uh, you know, riots and looting going on, you know, uh, most most prevalent in our country, but it's going on all over the world now. And it's horrible what happened. I mean, this George Floyd, you know, 46-year-old black man, 
was, uh, you know, was murdered by a white police officer, which doesn't look good ever. Uh, it's just not a good situation. Um, yeah, I mean, what happened was horrible. However, I just don't really feel that uh, riding in the streets and looting is, is really going to solve anything. Um, I've, I've personally never really understood, uh, just, you know, rioting or, or, I mean, to be honest, even, even these, uh, peaceful protests, I mean, I, I struggle understanding how those make a difference too. Um, you know, I'm not against them and I'm sure someone can convince me what, what positive their things they're doing in the world. But as far as the riots and the looting, you know, I was watching the news uh, Saturday night and I'm just watching uh, Denver get more and more out of hand and, you know, people lighting all these dumpsters on fire and um, cops shooting tear gas, you know, trying to, to remain peaceful, trying not to rough people up with their nightsticks and, and but it was ugly, you know, it was really ugly. Um, you know, I mean, it's sad that, that, I mean, this whole thing, the whole thing is just fear-based, you know, it's like people are afraid when, when things like that happen and, and it's a shame, you know, I mean, I don't have any answers. Um, you know, I was a 20 year old knucklehead once if I was living in Denver and, you know, my early twenties and, and something like this was going down. God knows what I would have done. I probably would have jumped on my bike and gone out there and, you know, not necessarily started any trouble with the cops, but I probably would have been somewhere in the mix of it. Just, just nosing around trying to see what's going on and, and, you know, trying to be part of the action. And, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, I've matured a tiny bit, not, not a whole lot, but I'm, I'm, in a little bit of a better position now, but, you know, I mean, it's sad. I mean, you know, I always had this punk rock ment mentality about the cops, especially when I was at that age, you know, my early 20s, just a knucklehead. Um, you know, I, I always thought, well, you know, the cops, they, they signed up for this job. So, you know, if, if something like this happens or if they get attacked or if they get killed in the line of duty, you know, that's what they signed up for. Cops are just, you know, like these wannabe supervisors that want to tell people what to do and blah, blah, blah. That was, that was always kind of my attitude when I was a young bonehead. But, um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't want to be a cop right now. I would definitely not want to be a cop right now. I was watching them on Saturday night. You know, they got their, their sticks out. They're shooting tear gas. They're trying as hard as they can to be peaceful and not rough people up. People are lighting trash cans on fire. You know they just wanted to go home to their family. And every single cop was probably called out that night to, you know, to go uh, man these riots and... and try and protect, uh, our downtown Denver. And, you know, Denver wasn't, wasn't nearly as bad as, as it was in other places of the country. You know, I wouldn't want to be in, in Minnesota right now. I mean, I just saw some pictures and saw some things in the news and it's just horrendous. It's horrible. I mean, I just think of the business owners that are getting their stuff all trashed. Um, 
You know, I just saw my Facebook, one of the 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu's was completely trashed. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been affiliated with 10th Planet. And uh, so, you know, I mean, that hits a little, a little bit closer to home, I guess. And, yeah, I don't know. My, you know, your heart just kind of goes out to these people that are, you know, putting their whole lives into uh, putting these businesses together. And they haven't been able to work for the last two months because of the virus going on. And then some of them are just starting to open. And then, you know, there's riots and looting. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's maddening, it's saddening. But um, I, I guess I'm doing my best to put myself in the, in the shoes of the police officers nowadays. Rather than hating these cops. Like, it, it's horrible what happened. I mean, this Chauvin cop that you know, basically murdered George Floyd, you know, he'd had 16 uh, prior incidents that, you know, they had had to do a bunch of paperwork on, people had filed complaints on him, you know, I mean, sure, he was charged with murder and manslaughter, but, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, thousands of other Chauvin-type cops out there that you know, just want to go home at night and have had a bunch of crazy things happen to them while they're on the job and they're on high alert, stressed out with PTSD, just want to go home to their kids. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're just doing their best. And I'm not saying what Chauvin did was right. I mean, I watched the video. It was pretty horrendous. Like, I mean, I've trained the the grappling arts, martial arts, the combat arts, and, you know, I have a pretty good idea on, on how to uh, manhandle someone and, and control them and their body, even a bigger type guy. You know, I'm no, I'm no professional MMA fighter or anything, but kind of, kind of got a rough idea. And, you know, putting your neck on someone or putting your knee on someone's neck like that is, you know, I mean, that's what you do. That's it's pretty much a last resort when you're really trying to pin someone down who's been really, really violent. And, uh, you know, I saw the video, man. He was not really being violent. And it didn't look like he was resisting. He said he couldn't breathe over and over and over again. And, uh, and you know, then you see, uh, you know, you see, you see his urine going down the street. You know, he peed his pants. And that probably happened when he died. You know, he probably died right, he died right there in the street. They didn't pronounce him dead until he got to the hospital, of course. I mean, I think that's, that's standard procedure. But, uh, I mean, you watch that video and, and you can see, like, you know, the dude peed his pants. And that was, that was probably it. When you die, you know, your, your bowels are released. You pee your pants. And uh, it, it's hard to watch, man. It's really hard to watch. My heart goes out to him and his family. And uh, sounds like, you know, he was just trying to get a pack of cigarettes. I don't know if he knew that that $20 bill was counterfeit or not. And But regardless, man, he did not deserve this. He, he didn't deserve what he got. And it's horrible, man. It's horrendous. But um, I just have a hard time thinking about how all the riots and the looting are really going to help. I mean, I, I think something needs to be done with our, uh, um, you know, police and police standards. 
you know, I think that they should all have uh, a couple years of mandatory grappling training for one thing. I mean, that's definitely not going to solve anything and everything, but I think that that would be a start. I mean, you have to know how to, how to control another human being. And putting your knee on his neck for, I don't know what it was, like 16 minutes or something crazy. I mean, you know, that that is not the answer. And uh, I don't know, man. The whole thing makes me sick. But, you know, all, all the riots and the looting makes me sick too. I mean, that is just not the answer. And I'm not here to preach to you guys. Um, I'm just, just a dummy. Just babbling into my phone right now and and um you know i don't know man let me know what you guys think i'm I'm sure that you guys could educate me on on way more than i know like like what do i know man i just carry heavy shit for a living help people up and down mountains for a living like like what do i know but i mean you know i would not want to be a cop this week those guys are probably hanging their heads pretty low. I don't think anyone's real happy with the cops. I'm, I know minorities aren't happy with white cops right now. And, you know, in a lot of ways I don't blame them. In a lot of ways I feel their pain. But, um, you know, I'm going to do my best. You know, if I see any cops this week, I'm going to thank a cop. You know, there, I said it. <laughs> You know, when I was in my early 20s, I hated cops. You know, they'd, they'd harass me when I was just a young idiot that probably needed harassing anyways. And uh, But, you know, I've, I've trained with a lot of cops. I have cops as good, close, personal friends. Um, I've done a lot of jujitsu with cops. I've run with cops. You know, I, and I hear their, their side of the story, too. And uh, they're just trying to do a job. They're just trying to help their community. They're trying to get home safe at night. So... If I see a cop this week, man, I'm going to buy him a coffee. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to ask him how, how's it going out on the street, man. I'm going to say, listen, I know it's rough out there, but I just want to thank you because, you know, I mean, if somebody breaks into my house, guess who I'm calling? You know, I'm calling the cops, you know. I mean, sure, I'll do whatever I can do by myself to take care of the situation. But, you know, when it really goes down and you really need help and you're up against it, what do you do? You call the cops. Like, you know, you can hate cops as much as you want, but if you're getting beat up or mugged on the street, your house is broken into, you're going to be pretty glad that those cops are there. So, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, if you want to make the world a better place, man, you got to clean up your side of the street. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know how to start how to start that. How do we start making the world a better place, right? Well, first of all, I think we have to work on ourselves. And once we work on ourselves, we get that under control, then we can start helping other people. So, you know, if you want to clean up your side of the street, just pick up a piece of trash. You know what I'm saying? Literally and figuratively. If you're out for a walk and you see a piece of trash, pick it up. Take it home. Throw it out. You know? I mean, it, it all starts with little things. So if we can just do those little things to try and make this world a better place, then, then you're doing your part. You know, I mean, if, if you can help people or be of service in some other way, great. But if you don't know where to start, you can pick up a piece of trash when you see it on the street. And uh, that's how we start to make this world a better place. So, um, 
Yeah, ma'am. But you know, I'm not perfect either. <laughs> uh, I'm not perfect at all, man. I, I, you know, I've I've been through all kinds of crap in my life. I've made bad decisions my whole life. You know, I, I'm just trying to do better every single day in every way. Um, you know, I had an incident the other day. I was talking about this on uh, my man, uh, Spaceman Samson's podcast, uh, the Eco Elevation podcast. I kind of told him the story uh, Saturday. Um, me and my fiance, my dog, we were up on uh, Bear Peak, and we had just summited, and you know, just out for a daily hike. Actually, we we're out with a few other friends too, and uh, we just started our descent. We we're on our way down, and uh, um, I had my dog on a leash, and you know, I have a little puppy who's seven months old. Just a little ball of love, you know, and whenever she sees anybody or any other dog, she's got to run up to it and sniff them out and show them some love. And, you know, she's totally harmless, little golden retriever, couldn't hurt a fly, but just wants to show everyone some love. And, uh, you know, she ran up to this dog, you know, it was her, I don't know, millionth dog of the day. It was a pretty busy day out. There's a lot of people out hiking. And uh, there was a guy with another dog on a leash and, and my dog ran up to his dog and his dog was pretty leash aggressive, and um, there was definitely a, a little incident. You know, it didn't last long, and it could have gone way, way worse, but uh, his dog bit my dog's head and wouldn't let go, and my dog started crying and yelping and screaming, and it definitely freaked me out for a second, and this guy didn't move. Like, he had, was just in a state of paralysis, and... Uh, you know, it, like I said, it happened fast, and, and this guy didn't didn't react, it didn't move, didn't even, you know, try and pull his dog away with a leash or anything, and, uh, you know, I, I reacted pretty quick, I had to jump down, change levels, jump down a couple different rocks to get down to this level, and I kind of smacked his dog with just like an open hand to sort of break him off, you know, and that broke the dogs up, but then my dog, Honey Girl, kept kept screaming, kept yelping, like she was really injured, you know, after they'd been broken up. And so, you know, my first thought is like, she's hurt, you know, maybe, maybe her lips hanging off of her face or, you know, there's something ugly going on in there. And, uh, you know, I was worried. And so, um, I reacted, man, I reacted out of, uh, anger, you know, um, I've always been battling these demons of anger and rage and stuff inside me. And, um, you know, it's like just when you feel like you got a pretty good grasp on it and the meditation's going good and um, you're feeling pretty good about yourself and you're feeling more tolerant than ever, uh, something like that happens and and uh, <laughs> you learn your lesson, man. You, you, learn that, uh, you learn that you're still learning and that you've still got a lot to learn. And uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of reacted to this guy. You know, uh, I jumped in his face and swore at him. Like, what's your dog doing out here? What do you bring your dog out here for if it's going to act like this to other dogs? And, uh, you know, so I barked at this dude and, I, you know, he kind of just froze. He, he didn't didn't move, didn't say anything. He's just looking at me. And uh, I think I probably was, I, I know I was definitely a little too aggressive. And I think he was a little intimidated. You know, most people in Boulder aren't used to, um, aggressive people or, or any sort of violence or, or anything even close to it. 
so anyways, this dude just froze, and, uh, um, uh, so then, you know, then I'm like, what's your name? He says, my name is Brian. What's your last name? You know, because in my, in my twisted mind, I got to get this guy's first name, last name, you know, find out if his dog's had all the shots, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, my girl comes down, checks on honey girl. And after a few seconds, she stopped crying and we looked her over and, and there wasn't anything serious, no big puncture wounds. She had a couple real minor scratches on her ear and, um, wasn't, uh, you know, she, she was fine. She was fine basically. And she was just a little bit scared, got a little bit roughed up. And, um, so, you know, I had to check myself and, but you know, adrenaline's pumping. The old me would have just reached out and smacked the guy. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm just glad it didn't, you know, escalate to anything like that. And, uh, so I have a lot to be thankful for, but I have a lot to learn too. I mean, I should have just stopped and taken a breath and assessed the situation before I jumped right in, you know? So, so, you know, I was pretty pissed off on, you know, the first half of the descent still just kind of coming down from all that. And, you know, thankfully uh, my girl was there to, to calm me down and to calm honey girl down. And, you know, thankfully honey girl was, was good to go. And, you know, isn't scared of dogs or, or people or anything. She, she got over it pretty quick. And, uh, so that was my lesson. I'm not perfect. I've got a lot to learn. I still have a lot of work to do, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the point, I guess. That's the process. It's all just a process. It's all a practice. Um, we're never going to be perfect, but it's, it's progress, not perfection that we're working on. Um, we're just trying to get a little bit better every day. Um, and I know the old me would have done, um, you know, a lot more ugly stuff. So, um, you know, now I'm a middle-aged man and, and, uh, I'm just thankful that, that, that situation wasn't worse than it was. I'm glad honey girl was okay. and glad I didn't do anything any more stupid than I did, you know? So, I mean, everybody's stressed out right now with all this stuff going on. I mean, we're living in, in crazy times, you know. Everybody says that. It's crazy times, man. You know, when I talk to people I haven't talked to in a while, everyone just says the same thing. It's crazy, right? It's crazy times. <laughs> it's it's definitely crazy times, man. And, um, you know, I mean, all you can do is take care of yourself, man. I mean, all you can do is, is just control how you react to things and just stay in your own six-foot little box, you know, and just do your best to control that because we can't control other people. We can't control how other people react. We can't control this virus. We can't control riots and looting, but we can control how we react to things. And um, listen, I'm speaking to myself more than I'm speaking to you guys, believe me. And if any of it resonates, great. But I am literally just in my little art studio, just sitting here talking to myself. And, uh, but yeah, man, it's all about how we react. And that's the only thing we have control of. So, um, you know, just be thankful. Um, just be thankful. I try and be thankful for for all my opportunities and, and pray for guidance every day. And 
Some days I get guidance and some days I get more confusion. But you know what, man? I'm doing my best. I'm trying, trying to help others, trying to be in a place of service, trying to pass along what little knowledge I have. Um, you know, if I can help somebody get sober, I'd love to be of, of service. If I can help someone with an ultra marathon and help them get into the finish line, I'd love to be of service. If I can help you and your family get up a mountain when you come out to Colorado for, for a vacation, I'd love to be of service. And so would my team. Um, we're just doing our best, man. And I hope you guys are doing your best too. And I think that's about all I got for today. So I hope that wasn't too heavy. Uh, hopefully it resonated and, and you'll find something, some little nugget of truth in there uh, in the midst of my battling. Uh, but uh, what else? Do I, yeah, I mean, you know, love your neighbor. Love everyone else as if it's you, you know. Um, just stick to that golden rule. Try and help people. People are stressed out right now. If somebody snaps at you, do your best to love them. You know, give them a bottle of water and help them up. And that's about it. So, anyways, my name is Adam. Uh, this is the Do Big Things podcast. You can contact me at big-things-crewing.com. We're on the social medias. Uh, our company is called Big Things Crewing. And uh, if we can help you get up a mountain or with any ultra marathon aspirations, we would love to be of service. And I think that's about it. So I hope you guys have a great week. And I will talk to you soon. Life is short, baby. Do big things. Peace.